Hi, I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation, and I'm at Community Justice 2012 in Washington, D.C., and I'm speaking to various people who are here in attendance and presenting, and right now I'm going to take a little time to talk to Jim Burek, who is the town administrator and also the chief of police in Millican, Colorado. And I was going to talk to him about the development of a community court in Millican, but I thought, Jim, I would start first with a little bit about your personal journey, because I know that you used to be the Council and Director of Operations at the Police Executive Research Forum, which is kind of a think tank that explores issues around police and police policy. And I wonder how you went from that role there in Washington with a national perspective to this more local perspective in Colorado. You know, I spent, uh, as you said, I spent six years at Perf here in Washington, D.C., and um, I had a, the opportunity to meet and to hear and spend time with a lot of the leading police researchers, leading police practitioners. So it was really an incomparable opportunity, and I was really fortunate to uh, have that chance to see up close, to be able to visit some of these communities that had done um, great anti-crime initiatives and to be part of them as either a member of a consulting team or a member of the research team. But there gets to be a point when you're still an outsider that you want to actually be engaged in making something happen in the field. And so after a number of years at PERF, it was clear to me I wanted to get back to the field. I had been a police officer when I first got out of college, was a patrol officer on the street outside Denver, and that's where I wanted to be. And that's, that's actually been the plan since, since college, was to be a police chief. Well, tell me then how you began to think about creating a community court in Millican and what led you to that idea and what the process has been like to actually bring it to fruition. I think I have to go back years. I mean, probably PERF was the was the formative the formative period. But I spent a lot of time working on problem-oriented policing, and I had a chance to spend time with with Herman Goldstein and Ron Clark and practitioners Chuck Wexler, who was my boss, and a number of folks. If you're in the world of policing, who mean who mean a great deal. So I, I worked a lot on problem-oriented policing, community policing. One of your colleagues from CCI, Julius Lang, came and, and spoke at a problem-oriented policing conference. So it was clear to me at that point, listening to Julius, that community courts was the twin of problem-oriented policing and that there were these synergies that, need, that, that can happen between policing and courts. After a couple of years, I had an opportunity to build a new police station. We were a very fast-growing community in northern Colorado. My county was one of the fastest-growing counties in the country in the early, early 2000s. We went to the voters for a bond. The voters approved it. And I think early on, I recognized I wanted to build a building which tried to incorporate all of these strands of police innovation, community policing, problem-oriented policing, uh, SEPTAD or crime prevention through environmental design. And my impulse was we need to build a courthouse into it as we, after we, we, we talk through it. We were going to build a courthouse into it and figure out how we can make, at the municipal level, at the very lowest level sort of the criminal justice system, how we can get the police and courts to cooperate better. And that was really the, that was, that, that was the genesis of it. So it sounds like you're making a connection between the architecture of the space and the actual practical relationship the court system and the police have or, or you hope that they will have. No, I think that's exactly correct. You've put it better than I. I think that design has an impact. 
it sends a message both to the defendants and folks who are participating in the in the, the justice system at the local level, and it sends a clear message, I think, to the officers and the participants that we believe in problem solving and and prevention. The beauty of it is that you can design this what's effectively a neighborhood-based police and court for this clearly defined geographic area and deliver service on a really on a on a on a personal retail basis where there's a high level of accountability, a high level of knowledge by officers about about the community and about the the, the, the customers and the and the and the and the families and the business we serve. So the the question that I think our Millican model leads to is whether or not there's some basis of suggesting that you could design or replicate neighborhood-based, decentralized community police stations twinned with a community court, along probably with some sort of human service resource center, which is what we've added in our, in our lobby of our police station. I think it's, I think it's a, a theory worth trying. Well, tell me a little bit about the architecture. Then, paint a picture for me. You know, what 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 is it? What's it like? Well, I think if if you're a visitor, the first thing that strikes you when you walk into into our building, first of all, it's right downtown. The building overlooks our future town square. But when you walk in, you walk into a lobby with a children's library, with children's toys, with a fireplace, with rocking chairs. You even walk in, and it, next to the, the counter, the service counter, if you will, for the police department, there are two chairs at the counter. And what it does is I think it changes the dynamic of that interaction between the visitor to the police station and our personnel behind the counter because it instantly suggests to a visitor, please sit down, let's, let's actually talk. I mean, you're not there to get a burger. You're there to sit down and uh, talk out a problem. And I think it ties to this procedural justice. It's not only how you're treated, it's those, it's those silent signals that a customer of justice services receives that I'm going to be treated with dignity and respect and I'm going to be listened to because my environment tells me that that's what's going to happen in this place. We put a lot of glass on the outside of the court of the of the courthouse you want the court participants you want the defendant you want the judge you want the victim's family and the and the defendant's family to understand that there's a community beyond that glass outside that's being affected by that behavior that we're we're, we're talking about in court and we wanted to reflect a uh, a sense that we might do restorative justice in the courtroom, so we have a circular design in the in the in the center of the room, so that if we do conferencing or you know, healing circles, that there's some way that we reflect um, that uh, um, that tradition that we hope at some point to to start. So tell me about introducing this idea of a community court and even some of the community policing ideas that you've brought to Millican. Have you found any kind of culture clash or any challenges or obstacles? I'll make one observation which may be counterintuitive, but it reinforces itself from time to time. And that is when you explain these concepts to the layperson. They intuitively understand it. They intuitively say it's a good idea. And it makes sense to them. Curiously, when you explain concepts like this to folks who are the, the experts, the professionals, the folks who spent a lifetime in a silo, have a more difficult time, some of them, sort of bridging the silos because they're invested in a certain way of doing business. 
And community courts are a great example of trying to pull people out of those out of those silos and out of those sort of cultural norms of the profession we've grown up with. Great. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Jim. Uh, I appreciate it. I've been speaking with Jim Burek, who's the town administrator and also the chief of police of Millican, Colorado. And I'm Rob Wolf, director of communications at the Center for Court Innovation. To listen to more podcasts, visit our website at www.courtinnovation.org. Thanks for listening.